0: Welcome to Sand's Mantra Studio for another week. My name is Mark Hughes. I am a singer-songwriter, musician, and producer living in Melbourne. And Sand's Mantra Studio is where I share the making of my debut album under my project name of Sand's Mantra, uh, from the studio to live gigs and everything in between. This is episode six of Sand's Mantra Studio, and I'm quite pleased to be here at episode six. Six episodes is a bit of a milestone, I guess, in terms of continuity for me. I did start a YouTube channel about three years ago under a different name and I found it very hard to keep the consistency up every week or every month or or whatever I set out to do. Video being a lot harder than audio, I think, for me anyway. So I'm pleased to be here at episode six. I did say at the start of this podcast series that it would be a six-part series, I think I might like to try and push that and keep going next week and through Christmas as well, and just try and keep it going every week. I'm quite enjoying the discipline of having to produce something every week, and I think it's actually part of the reason why I started this, which is to get in the habit of just producing something every week, and in this case, obviously, a podcast episode, But hopefully down the track, it might be a song. It'd be great to have a song a week, a new song every week. I certainly have ideas for probably enough songs to get me through... uh, How many weeks are there in a year? 52. 52 songs? I reckon if I worked hard, I could probably put together a song a week. It's, um, It's tricky, I guess. It's tricky, I guess, in terms of a certain standard of songwriting that, um, that I'd like to keep up, even if no one else can see that standard, even if it's only just me judging it. But um, I see these things from time to time on YouTube and um, where else on social media where songwriters will set themselves a task of writing a certain amount of songs within a certain time and it's great. I think that's a great thing to do. It certainly helps uncover the good songs because it's true that the more songs you write brings you closer to the good ones. You're going to write a number of bad ones before you get to the good ones. It's as simple as that. So you might as well just get busy and start writing. That's certainly what one of my heroes did, which was Prince. He wrote a song every day, reportedly, and I'm sure a lot of them are probably not worth listening to. I've heard some of the bootlegs of Prince's unreleased songs and I did actually hear one or two from the Sign of the Times album sessions, which I just thought that's just dreadful. It's (laughs) it's no wonder he shelved that. And with all due respect, the man was an absolute genius in my opinion and an incredible musician and just an incredible talent and incredibly open to his own creativity as well. He just thrived in that creative space but yeah there's a good reason why musicians and songwriters do shelve prolific songwriters why they shelve um a lot of this stuff but um getting back to episode six i'm pleased to be here not much has happened since last week i'm still trying to get my music software rebuilt properly after the second crash of my computer it's so frustrating Um, and today The 10th of December, as I speak, it's Friday the 10th of December, it's uh, 524 my computer says. I was hoping to be releasing a second single from my album, um, a song called City Shrink. And all those plans just sort of went up in smoke, basically, when my computer crashed. And then especially the second time, it just meant that I couldn't get the files to the mixer in time. So um, so I have to wait a bit longer for that. So I've had to readjust my schedule as well. Um, but I'm hoping to have that song released at the end of January. I did play a little bit of a sneak peek of that song last week. Um, or was it the week before? I'm not sure now. But it's called City Shrink. And that's going to be the next single. So that'll be late January. And then I plan to do um, a few more singles or release a few more singles after that and then um, release the album uh, in its entirety probably at the end of June. So I'm looking forward to that and I'm looking forward to it for a number of reasons. Not just having the material out and having the release itself, which is, is always great. It's just such a great feeling to release something into the world. It's kind of... Scary and exciting all at the same time. But it's also exciting for me because I'm already working on new things that I'm excited about, new ideas and new songs. And today I thought maybe I'd share one of those a bit later on in this episode. But before then, I thought maybe I'd go through um, and just sort of play a bit of a preview of all of the tracks of the album. I'm actually recording this not that far away from when I'll be publishing this episode, which is unusual for me. Normally I've sort of done a little bit here and there through the week and then, you know, I, I kind of do a bit of a mad sort of dash to get it all sort of um, consolidated and, and, you know, get the get the episode ready Friday morning or sometimes Friday lunchtime. If I'm really organised Thursday night, I'll have it ready. But uh, today um, I did have a, a gig planned for tonight, booked, I should say. Um, and then I had uh, – I've got another um, – well, I've got gigs all weekend basically. I've got one tonight, one tomorrow at a private party and then – Sunday as well, I've got a, a gig at a, at a wine bar. But uh, this is the uh, the era of, uh, of bending like a tree in the breeze, as it seems, because um, COVID just comes and dumps on all our plans, doesn't it? So the other day my wife came home and she'd been at a work get-together at um, what turned out to be an exposure site. So... Um, My wife and my son and I went and got tested for COVID yesterday morning and um, no symptoms, but, you know, wanting to do the right thing. And my son's result came through this morning on my phone at the same time as my wife's result, which was both negative, which is great news. I'm still waiting for mine and I've had to ring the agency Uh, the Savo and tell them that I don't have a negative result yet so um, I'm self-isolating so I'm glad I've got this podcast to uh, to to concentrate on to be quite honest and like I say I'm doing it kind of perhaps more in real time maybe I'm working up to doing a live podcast Podbean have been hassling me about um, doing a live podcast which is pretty exciting to think about pretty kind of um, nerve-wracking as well You know, you can't go back and edit anything. Certainly can't go back and get rid of all the lip smacking, all that sort of stuff, which drives me nuts. (laughs) I have to say, when I listen to anything online, if they start smacking their lips, I'm just out of there. Quicker than you can say whatever your favourite saying is. Anyway, yeah, I don't like lip smacking, and I remove it all from my my own podcast, so these are the th- the little things that you might not know that I do for you, dear listener, before this goes to air. So I'm here doing this tonight, it's, uh, it's now 5.37, it's Friday night, and uh, I should be really getting ready to go for my gig. I did have to cancel a student as well this afternoon, all of which is a gigantic drag, but I just wanted to mention it because... I think sometimes when we acknowledge these things, it makes it easier for all of us to go through it because we are all going through it together, aren't we? COVID, the pandemic, lockdown, self-isolation. I was very tempted during the first year. The first, Can you believe I'm saying that? The first year of, of the pandemic. I mean, we're, we're coming to the end of the second year of this pandemic just feels insane to be saying that. But the first year being 2020, last year when this happened, um, I had some ideas about doing that song, fantastic song by John Lennon from his classic Plastic Ono band. I wanted to do a cover of it. His song, Isolation, I thought would just be perfect because it's such a great song and easy to do on the piano, you know. So, but I never got round to it. <laughs> Still like to do a cover of it sometime, but uh, yeah, so COVID, 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 COVID. I did mean to go and get a sample of uh, Charlton Heston from Planet of the Apes and try and work that into, you know, you damn, keep your damn dirty paws off me, COVID, but it, yeah, I haven't done it. I don't think it would have worked anyway, uh, but that's how I feel about it as we all do. So anyway. Yes, as I was saying, I did mean to, I did plan all my, all my, you know, plans and machinations were working towards having my song City Shrink uh, released today as the second single from my album, which is coming out next year, if you didn't know. It's called Forever Could End. It's an 11 track album. It's under my project name of Sans Mantra, which is spelled S A N Z. You probably know that already if you're here, but in case you've just sort of ...happened across this podcast by accident. My project name is Sans Mantra, with a Z... ...and the album next year that I'm dropping, the debut album... ...is going to be called Forever Could End. And I thought today it might be nice to go through some of the songs from it... ...and just have a bit of a play. I'm a bit sort of shy of putting them all in their entirety... ...mostly because they're not really finished. Even the ones that I've finished recording with all the vocals still need to be mixed properly. So I don't actually want to um, share them in their entirety, but I will play a fair bit of them. So anyway, here's the first one. This is called, I'm going to play them in order, I think, of how they will appear on the album as well. So the sequence will be the same as they, you know, roll by in the album. So track one on the album is a song called Black Day. Now this song, again, is quite old. I wrote this probably around the same time that I wrote the first single that I've actually released, The Silent Crowd, which I've already sort of profiled in this series. But this song, Black Day... I think I might have even written this song, the music to it at least, before The Silent Crowd. And it took me a long time to get the words for this song, to fit the music. And even now when I listen to it, I think I probably could have done a better job or I wished I could have done a better job with the lyrics for this song. But I'm pretty happy with it nonetheless. The music, as you'll hear, is quite Kind of, it starts off as kind of, I guess, a funk rock track. I I kind of think of it as perhaps Grace Jones' "Slave to the Rhythm" meets Led Zeppelin, so I call it prog funk in in my mind. Prog funk, I, I like that, you know. And I feel like maybe I've invented a new genre. I'm sure I haven't, but uh, I like to think that when I listen to this track because it does start off quite kind of funky but with these rock elements and then the rock elements tend to take over towards the end and it sort of culminates in this, I don't know, this apocalyptic end of the world type sound with the riff just getting heavier and heavier and and it just sort of grinds to a halt as the world ends basically, which is sort of the mood I was trying to go for with it. I just thought I'll take this idea and and follow it to its logical conclusion musically so i did that and and yeah the words i guess uh, i've just tried to fit the words to, to the music really to to make to tell a story that fits with the music but this song black day will i'm hoping will be the second single after city shrink in 2022 so check it out <laughs> So I've just realised I'm talking so much that I'm probably not going to have enough time to play every track from the album as I initially planned to. Especially if I want to play one of my new tracks, which is what I'd like to do at the end of this episode, something I'm working on currently. So this next song, uh, it's called "So Close to Love," and this is similar to Black Day in a way that. It took me a long time with this one as well to find the right words for this song. And this song is interesting. It actually went through quite a few incarnations before it reached the version that you're about to hear. It started off, again, sort of similar vintage to Black Day, the previous one, and The Silent Crowd. And I did actually perform this song under a different title with the band that I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, the band that I had called Bitchy Boy, which was happening around the early 2000s. Now, this song back then was called Extinct, and it had totally different lyrics. It had similar music, but I've reworked it since then, and it's, it's an interesting song to me in terms of something that you think has got legs, but you're not quite happy with it, And I guess it's an interesting study in craft versus inspiration. So obviously there was inspiration when I first wrote this song, but then over years, (laughs) over more years than I care to share, to be quite honest, the craft came in and I really honed this song. I took the elements that I liked about it, I chucked out the rest... I worked on this song and worked and reworked it and and did multiple versions of it until I got to this point with it where I think it's the best version of this song that it could be. And I think if anyone is listening to this who heard the previous, not the previous, but the two episodes ago when I was interviewed by Danica and I talked about craft versus inspiration and the saying write drunk and edit sober. This is a great example of that. I'm not saying I wrote it when I was drunk. That's possible. I can't remember, to be honest. But I did edit it and edit it and edit it until I was happy with it. And I'm <laughs> I'm really happy with it now. But they also used to say, I remember um, reading about um, Prince, who was so prolific and so talented and so just so incredible, you know, like... Kind of like a, um, I think of him. I think of, <laughs> I think of all my heroes, my musical heroes, as superhero musicians. Really, the, the, I don't think I've ever said this to any of my friends, but people like Jimi Hendrix, Prince, um, Stevie Wonder, I don't know, even even maybe Stevie Ray Vaughan. He he had a he had s- such an incredible talent for the guitar. They're like superheroes almost. The things that they produce, it's just like, you know, they're like the Avengers. Their music is just mind-blowing. It's so, you can't even comprehend coming up with something that good. And the Beatles as well, of course, you know, being the age I am, you know, the Beatles, their songwriting talent and their singing and their music and everything, the arrangements, you know, they were superheroes as well. So you can think of your own favourite musicians as superheroes, you know, but these are mine. And I, I look at, in particular, you know, Prince being someone that could play multiple instruments up to such a high level. He could sing in lots of different voices. He could dance. He could even do the splits. And he could play guitar, you know, at his height, on a par with people like Eddie Van Halen He just had everything. He was like a superhero. So, yeah, with Prince, I remember reading about him growing up and the quote that came up often was his music was, you know, 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration, which I think is a bit unfair really. But it's true, you know, you get the inspiration, then you have to work at it to make that, that idea come into the world basically. You know, there's a lot of... If anyone's watched the Get Back series by Peter Jackson on Disney+, which, if you haven't heard about it, is the Let It Be sessions remastered and re-edited and basically presented as a happy story instead of the sour story that it was as Let It Be, which was shelved by the Beatles back in 1980 because it was so gloomy. Um, so if, if anyone's seen that, you'll see a moment in the first episode where Paul McCartney seemingly just reaches up into the clouds, into the ether. He's playing his bass guitar. He just turns up and there's just George and Ringo watching him. And he reaches up into the ether and pulls out Get Back from the clouds, you know. Um, And you can see they've edited it together. I don't know how long it took, but it doesn't seem like it took that long. But he's playing his bass. He's got a rhythm. When he first starts singing it it sounds to me it sounds to me a little bit like he is singing in the jungle the lion sleeps tonight very very vaguely you know just very vaguely I'm not saying in any way shape or form that he ripped it off because he didn't but when he first starts playing the bass and the first thing that comes out of his mouth vocally and and you know melody wise sounds a little bit like that but he keeps going and he and he he hones it as he goes, and, and but it's an amazing thing to watch. So with the 1%, if you wanted to s- divide it up like that, 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration, the 1% inspiration is when he gets to that studio and he sits down and he goes, OK, I can feel something. There's a song waiting to be born here. And he sits down and he starts going at it. And then the 99% inspira- uh, sorry, perspiration would be when he's written the song and he's, you know, trying to get the other Beatles to play it um, and make it work, basically. So, you know, they're all sharing in that that process of the, the 99% of perspiration, of trying to get that song down as good as it can be. Anyway, here's my song, So Close to Love. I hope you enjoy this. talk so much i don't think i've got time to play (laughs) any more songs so i might just play a very quick snippet of this new song that i'm working on this is called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor and i'm just so um, happy with that title i just love the title alone so yeah this next track that i'm working on at the moment as we speak in between reinstalling new software and all the frustration that goes with that and self-isolating and missing gigs and blah, blah, blah. This track's called Selective Serotonin Reuptake Inhibitor and this will be on my second album, which I plan to bring out later in 2022. So enjoy this. (laughs) I do hope you've enjoyed this episode. I certainly enjoyed making it. As always, I want to thank you for spending your precious time with me and I want to say a special thank you to the following people in alphabetical order. Mad props and extreme gratitude slash thanks to Anthony Ray, Beck Godfrey, Campbell McNaughton, Jill Harvey, Gordon Thompson, Jody McNaughton, Justin Slay, Logan Sinclair, Lyndon Wesley. Neva Connell, Nicola Platt, Paul Appleman, Paul Richards, Pete Sim, Salman Khan, Sharon Swan, Barbara Renz, Paul Hughes, Natalie Guglielmi, Graham Hughes, Gloria Kennedy, and especially to my ever loving family, Helen Hughes and Bailey Hughes. Thank you so much. Next week, I might continue going through the songs from my album. Um, let me know what you think. Would you like to hear that? Leave me a comment in the YouTube section if you listen to this on YouTube or if you want to send me a message directly. You can always send me an email at info at I'd love to hear from you. You can hear this podcast on Podbean. That's the platform that hosts it. But you can also stream it uh, from Apple Podcasts and pretty much every other podcast streaming platform except for spotify which in the future i hope to be on spotify but uh, for now they're the main ones so please feel free to send me a message like i said i'd love to hear from you and um, let me know what you liked about this episode if anything If you'd like to support me, there's a few ways you can do that very easily right now. You could go over to my YouTube channel and subscribe. It's called Sans Mantra. Just search for Sans Mantra on YouTube. You could subscribe to my mailing list, which is uh, info at sansmantra.com. You can follow me on Spotify, follow me on Instagram or Facebook. Share my clip or my song with a friend. Share my clip. Share this episode with a friend. Um, Tag me if you do that. Like my song on Spotify, uh, like my video on YouTube. Please give this a thumbs up if you're listening on YouTube. Leave a comment. All of those things, even just one of them, would make a huge difference and uh, I won't forget it. So thank you again for spending uh, the last 30 minutes or so with me. I'm not off to a gig tonight because I'm self-isolating, but I hope you have a great weekend and I will see you next week. So see you then.